0: okay i think i'm just about ready here oh wait gotta get this candle lit okay (sighs) kidding me all right welcome back as we get into another week and we're going to start with a video that i saw on friday one of you guys sent it to me which is pretty terrifying, I must admit. And then we're gonna just talk about a few of these things. Now, if that didn't give you a chill down your spine, then you are much braver than most. Or you are living off grid in the middle of the wilderness and the nearest town is 50 miles away and you've got enough wood to last you right through the apocalypse. Because when I saw that, when one of you sent that to me on Friday, i got to admit that did send a little bit of a chill down my spine, mainly because it was AI that created that. That wasn't created by a human being. That was created by artificial intelligence that is not human. So it doesn't have any of the biases of a human or a news reporter or, or any emotions or anything like that. It just looks at data and then creates images and, and predictions and forecasts based on those news headlines and the data that's input into the system and as we already talked about over the last six months here this energy crisis is real i know that myself and many of you who leave comments on the channel and have done for the last year or so now uh, you guys have been very heavily attacked i know because you say so in the comments by people over agreeing with me over this energy crisis And we've been talking about this long before Russia and Ukraine kicked off. This was planned a long, long time ago. You can use the word planned in whatever way you see fit, whether you're looking at it as a nefarious plan by you-know-who, WEF, and all of these other organizations, or you think it's more of a positive plan. I know some people think it is positive. Personally, I don't. But a lot of people think it's positive and that it's going to help with, you know, CO2 emissions and methane emissions that we destroy all of this energy production and we stop new fossil fuel production. And I've even heard people this week on media saying there's too many people on the planet. So uh, these energy crises and these food crises are a good thing because it will get rid of a load of people and um, everything will go back to normal. Yeah. It's not going to go back to normal, let me just say that. We've got loads of articles to go through today. So I think let's just jump straight into these now then. Okay, let's begin then with, this was a video I put out on the 7th of October. You can see the timestamp here. So that is 11 days ago. That The UK will have blackouts from 4 to 7 p.m. daily this winter. And this is the news that has just come out. So you can see today, Tuesday the 18th of October, Blackouts may be imposed on cold weekend evenings, national grid chief warns. The head of Britain's electricity and gas systems operator has told households to prepare for blackouts between, here it is, 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. on weekdays during really, really cold days in January and February if gas imports are reduced. Now, where does the UK get most of its energy from or its electricity? Britain gets 40% of its electricity from gas fired power stations, while gas heats the vast majority of homes. And that is indeed correct. But I really fear for a lot of people, and we're already hearing now some really terrible stories coming out. Over to Bloomberg then, UK discusses blackout planning with data center, operators. UK government officials held detailed discussions with some of the biggest data center operators about ways to keep those businesses running through any potential. I've highlighted this in red because we know whenever they they put these stories out that it's not potential. It most likely is going to happen, but they use this softening language so the public doesn't panic potential power shortages in coming months, according, and this is funny, so I've highlighted it in purple here, according to people familiar with the matter. It always makes me laugh when they say that. It's like when they say a source said. Which source? Or an expert quoted? Which expert? Next point then, the talks focused on allocating diesel for backup generators if Britain's energy infrastructure operator national grid needed to cut power the people said again asking not to be named because the discussions are private oh yeah yeah let's not name any people because um, this is private no it's nothing to do with the the citizens of the country oh no no this is a private discussion they don't need you know these peasants they don't even need to get involved in any of this but why have i highlighted the word diesel well very importantly if you think about the problems we have right now with transportation fuels diesel is one of them so what do you think is going to happen if they have to move diesel from transportation i.e you driving your vehicle or even this is where it gets worse farm equipment transportation equipment so transporting food around transporting other things and this can range from medical supplies right through to other supplies uh, that are, are vital for infrastructure What about energy or industrial stuff that is a lot of diesel usage as well so i don't think we should overlook that word that they've used here because they're talking about getting diesel well if we've got shortages already then they're going to allocate and start rationing diesel in the most likely outcome on you and your household so it's just something to be aware of right now why was i just wearing my head torch then because Blackout fears prompt Britons to buy generators and torches. Comparing data from the first 11 days of October 21 to the same period this year showed a 203% increase in sales of generators and a 43% increase in sales of torches and head torches. And this came from Toolstation, Britain's biggest building materials retailer on Friday. And if you think about the numbers they're talking about here, so 203% increase on generators and 43% on torches and head torches, that's from 2021. I bet you if they did it to 2019, it's up far more than 200% and 43% because already last year, a lot of people were starting to prepare for all of this. Britons are told to prepare for three hour blackouts from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. this winter. So another story backing up what we just talked about. John Pettigrew said the firm, which oversees the UK's electricity and gas networks, would need to introduce rolling power cuts on really, really cold weekends in January and February if the UK, or should we say when the UK, failed to secure enough natural gas from Europe. And that's just it. How on earth is the UK and a lot of these other countries going to secure natural gas from Europe? Where are they going to get it from? That's the question. And interestingly enough, when I talked about uh, previously these these sanctions on Russia and energy, and I said, terrible idea. They're going to backfire. They're going to pull us into a, a great recession, if not another great depression, because energy inputs is what grows industry, and industry is what goes out. Retail and everything else. This is where GDP comes from. You have no energy. You have no GDP. And now we're starting to see that. Another thing I talked about was how even some of the most hardcore of people that said, yes, I agree with these sanctions and give Putin the middle finger and whatever, you know, these slogans that came out from the media said. I said eventually enough, in enough time, even the most hardcore people will regret that decision and will even get involved in protests uh, in order to have the government overturn these, these sanctions. And this is what we are seeing now. In fact, we've got a lot of clips from Europe about this. In Rome, Milan and other Italian cities, citizens took to the streets against the rising energy prices and set fire to the bills. Angry workers in the energy sector blocked roads and highways in protest against layoffs. Let us show strength. There will be cures without work, they shouted, thereby increasing the already brewing social tension. So we're actually seeing protests now and and when I'm talking about protests, I'm not talking hundreds or thousands of people, I'm talking about tens of thousands of people or even one protest with over more than a hundred thousand people. So this has been in France, in Germany, Belgium, the UK, uh, Italy, Moldova. It is right throughout Europe. We're seeing these protests everywhere. And I'm going to show you a, an infographic in a moment, which will show you even more startling data on, on a lot of these protests as well. So we are starting now to see the people mobilize and get involved in the protests about energy because they are starting to suffer. Remember, this is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Uh, This is your tier one, tier two levels here. You don't have heating, you don't have energy. And then, of course, this has a knock-on effect with the food supply, with diesel going to generators and and cutting back on fertilizers because you haven't got natural gas to make the fertilizers, all of this has a massive knock-on effect and we end up in this spiral and that's what we're starting well we're not even starting we've been in it for a few months now maybe six months so we're going deeper and deeper into this spiral and it's going to get worse you're probably going to see i guess we can say the peak of this as we get into the the coldest month so probably around january time i would say it's going to be the worst because right now people are looking forward to christmas i say that loosely But people are really looking forward to Christmas, the general public at least, and they're sort of gearing up towards Christmas time. But once that is over, January is already the the sort of gloomiest month. This is when you have the most mental health problems. This is when people have nothing to really look forward to until they get back into spring and good weather. And of course, I'm talking about northern you know europe here i'm not talking about california or or some of the hotter hotter countries i'm really talking about these colder climates and although i had all these stacks of candles and everything else as a somewhat tongue-in-cheek reference today to this video we are actually seeing this now right throughout europe in restaurants and pub so italian restaurants very heavily pubs in the UK now we're starting to see them using candles instead of lights to save energy and it's interesting because we're getting this sort of this you I don't know if we can call it a European spirit or it's definitely a British spirit for those of you who are older and you, or your grandparents or your parents or maybe even some of you who knows you know lived through the blitz era or, or you've studied this in history you'll, you'll know what I'm referencing when I talk about this sort of community vibe where People just had to get together and um, get through these things. And you saw community gardens and this is how they got over the the rationing and the food crises. Well, we're starting to see quite a lot of that. I'm definitely seeing it. But on the flip side, I am seeing a lot of the protests, which most people who watch the mainstream media are just not seeing. They're not seeing any of these protests. None of them are covered. And there are hundreds of them, if not thousands of these protests. I think there's been 10,000 energy um, protests alone just in the last year. We've just had this article come out as well, cost of living, energy bills for an average household could hit £4,347 a year from April. Now, you're going to see this date a lot. And it's not just in the UK, it's also in the USA and Europe. I don't exactly know why at this stage, but there's something that's going to happen in April of 2020. I'm going to start researching a little more and trying to figure out what it is that's going to happen in April of 2023. But this £4,347 figure they're talking about, I think it could be a lot higher. I think it could be as much as £6,000 based on the previous estimates that they made. And it's interesting because the government announced a two-year price freeze, but now they've... Uh, you turned on this and saying it will now run for just six months. And again, it's this whole sort of bait and switch routine that they keep doing. They give you something and then they take it away. It also confirmed that the energy bill relief scheme for businesses, which will cap corporate energy bills, is also set to end in April. Well, again, this is going to ruin even more businesses because businesses just cannot survive with these energy costs. Uh, Over to Bloomberg again, campaigners demand $14 package to tackle UK fuel poverty. And of course, it is being denied. Any of these sort of funds are being denied. Yet there are billions and billions from all the countries going to buy weapons to fight a conflict in Ukraine. But there isn't any money for... Heating for their own citizens, now you tell me if those priorities are in order. As many as seven million homes in the UK will experience dire fuel poverty this winter. if the government doesn 't roll out a further fourteen billion pounds to protect their campaigners say. now, if you think about seven million homes let 's go on to the Office of National Statistics for the United Kingdom. so this is the government website. There is almost 28 million households in the UK. So that was 2020 figure. So you think 28 million, you divide that by 7 million. That is 25% of all households in the UK would go into dire, look at this, dire fuel poverty if the government doesn't roll these measures out. Now, I mentioned how the mainstream media doesn't cover a lot of these protests, but I was quite shocked to see this on the world news this week. Fuel protests gripping more than 90 countries. So I was amazed. So this is Ecuador here that they've got as the, the front image. But I was amazed that they are covering all of these fuel protests. It's all around the world, not just in the developed world, but in the developing world as well. And this is quite an interesting infographic here that I mentioned. Look at all of these protests. And what I find interesting about the dots that are appearing on screen here is the way they are moving from country to country. They're sort of sweeping in different areas at different times. And articles like this, you are going to see a lot more. No heat or hot water for disabled woman after smart meter, which you know I dislike, stops working. It could take another 28 days to sort out. Now, to share a little story with you, many years ago i was in rental accommodation from a pretty much rogue landlord and what actually happened was the boiler broke in december yes the boiler broke in december and it was sort of early december sort of time and i tried to get the landlord to come out and fix it repair it she wasn't dealing with it because she was just too busy to to deal with it one of those sort of people so in the end i got someone out myself i got an engineer to look at it and he said this boiler's 15, 20 years old. I don't know if I'm going to repair it. You really need a new boiler. And I'm sorry, let me just add for those of you who are not in the UK, a boiler is what we use to heat either natural gas or um, heating oil for the house. So we have radiators and things like that. We don't have the the sort of hot air uh, systems that you have in Canada and USA, etc. So I shared this information with the the landlord and I said, look, it needs a new boiler. This guy can come out and do it, etc, etc. And she just said, no, 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 I don't want to pay for it and all this sort of stuff. So this went on for three weeks through December. And I actually decided, you know what, I'm just going to go overseas. So my wife and I, we went to Southeast Asia for three weeks, thought, let this lady just sort it out. It's too cold. Now, the reason I'm sharing this story with you is because we're both young, fit. We have warm, you know, clothing like this and blankets and everything else. Working from home for those three weeks through December in freezing conditions was extremely difficult i mean extremely difficult i was wrapped up i had gloves on i'm trying to type and write reports and all this it was horrendous it was absolutely freezing cold so i can only imagine what people that maybe are elderly or younger young kids or people with disabilities or people that need that heat uh, for medical conditions and things like that i can only imagine what this is going to be like and on that ai video talked about mold spores. Again, I've had that in a property once before when I was renting a room in London many, many years ago after first leaving the army while I was trying to figure out what I was going to do next. So I can totally relate because I've been through a lot of this stuff myself. This is not going to be good, my friends. And really my heart goes out and my prayers goes out to uh, the people that are going to be worst affected by this. All right. Well, that is all for today. Thank you so much for watching and being a subscriber here. I really appreciate you. Uh, Take care. God bless you and your family. And I'll see you tomorrow.